Oh, like I said, today's guest, Rich, family shoemate, hey, Gibbs. All right, we're back in there. Let me uh, allow him now that I've flexed my music enough. Please hold. Please hold, audio listeners, video watchers, as old ass rich, friendly shoemate might be technologically challenged. I didn't know that was one of his challenges. It might not be. We'll see. Making some adjustments. I'm excited to be back in the game. Um, let's see what Rich is doing. Besides a whole lot of nothing. You would have your your box. Your chat box muted, bruh. Just like a 57-year-old. He's not 57 years old. He's not 57 years old. But he's fucking old enough to possibly not understand how capable and simple at the same time that Zoom is. He should have told me this, and I would have coached him. But here we are. We'll take it as it comes. I am a Kung Fu guy, a Wing Chun man. And that's one of our credos. Just, just take it as it comes. No, brother. Give me a moment, gang. You are now listening to the hits. 100.9 The Wiz. That was my hometown radio station. 100.9, 100.9, The Wiz. Then it turned to some other kind of bullshit. And then radio just kind of went away entirely. You know what I'm saying? The bogus ass serious or whatever took over. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're, we're pretty much, we're pretty much, uh, Oh, he fell out. He, he he dropped out of the dam. Maybe he's going to try to log back in. Yeah, that's probably what he's going to do. He's going to log back in. Hopefully everybody out there has been cool. Has been well. Oh, here he is. Sort of. Let's see if he uh, appears. Do, do, do. The audio's connected. I see you. I see you. I can't, He's I can't. Dead. There he is. How dare you? What? I did, hey, bro, your voice wasn't working. Either the voice wasn't working or your audio wasn't oh. working. 
there's a lot of things that are not working. <laughs> Yo, you said a mouthful there, sir. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, there's something wrong with my computer. It's not picking up the audio. So I'm having to do this on my phone. So uh, forgive, me for, forgive me for getting a little set up a little haphazardly here. But Hey, bro. I was just I was just vamping and riffing, you know what I'm saying? So, so, I know, I was hearing it. I, I got that. It. Oh, did you hear all of that the whole time? Yeah, I heard all your smack talk. I, <laughs> I said, I hear your smack talking. Oh, uh, man. I had to give you some shit. No, dude, this is, I deserve it. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, brother. Um, oh. Audio listeners, this is Rich. Finley Shoemate, that is the introduction. I'm sorry, it was super lackluster. <laughs> but here we are. We take it as it's, it comes. It's appropriate. It's appropriate for me. <laughs> Everything matches. Yes. And and uh, and for if you're if anybody's watching on YouTube, uh forgive me for the screen screen that is in the back. That's oh, I get it. So you're just gonna put some crazy shit up there like a hentai no, 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 no. like a hentai octopus? No, 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 no. And <laughs> and if you hear if you hear a little bit of noise. Uh, I got I got two wolves going at it here. Oh, uh, you do have a ball yeah. toe. You got ball I toe. Three, I do. I have three. I have three huskies, and so two of them are upstairs right now because uh, our third one uh, had a surgery, so we're having to separate. So they're a little, they're a little upset. But then that's appropriate for the for the past week and a half. You've sown so, the seeds of discord within your pack. Yeah, I have. That is I what you've done, that. you evil overlord. Well, I've been uh, called worse <laughs> in the last 10 days. Dude, you know what? Uh, mm. JC just got a husky. Not Jesus Christ, Ew. Mahomie. Also Mahomie, well, but <laughs> no. Very cool. A very, very cool. good friend of my dad. He got a white husky, dude. Like, it's white. It's just all white. With Why has it got to be all white? Why has it got to be all white? It's it's literally uh, an albino Um Eyes are silver. Have you ever heard of a, a, a husky? Sure. Yeah, sure, just yeah. silver. Like, almost look chrome. Silver. Okay. Like, nice. really, really. Yeah, not even blue. I w- I've never seen those eyes before. Um, two, two, of, uh, two of my three have uh, dark brown eyes, and then only one has the blue eyes. Oh, for real? So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I wonder, okay. I wonder if in the world... I wonder if in the world of a husky... Like is brown still a dominant trait, and blue is a recessive in a dog's world? Since in ours, the Punnett squares would say, you know, like blue eyes and shit are like recessive. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because I think I think blue eyes are recessive, and I think blue eyes you're supposed to get from your mother's side. Although mm-hmm. I have blue eyes, and my dad has blue eyes, and my mom has hazel. So. Really? I don't know. I think sometimes God just goes, eh. <laughs> we see all we see all kind of factory defects out here, bro. I got some. <laughs> I'm how was sure. your how was your how was your workout, by the way? Are you all right? My brother, let me just all right, fine. Let's talk about fitness mode quarantine fitness modalities. Oh, well my 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 portion of the fitness mode uh is gonna be very brief. So you go ahead and do the big part. <laughs> you know what? I kept it to about a half an hour today. I went bananas, man. Um, I've okay. done a lot of kettlebells. So today, um, I'll, you know, I mean, you can't isolate any part of your body with a kettlebell whatsoever. It's designed to work every fiber of your being. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just a whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're about to wreck yourself. And so... Yeah, they're, they're really effective. They're yeah. the most effective thing, really, I've ever used for real <laughs> like it's a, it's, it's a weird thing to, it's a weird thing to, to use for like the first time you're like how's this thing gonna you know like when you first do it and then after that you're like oh my gosh i can't go back to like regular dumbbells or anything. yeah i feel i feel like i've been stupid my entire life having used things with bars i'm like that's just cool but i feel way stronger and more powerful a person uh when just that kettlebell man and it don't take nearly as much weight but yeah. it works you in a way where you can't isolate. Like your body has to become an orchestra. You know, you got to have yeah. Hans, Hans Zimmer booms. You know what I'm saying? The tubas and the so, bassoons and everything's working together. So, so are you all, um, do you have equipment at home? Or did you go out and buy stuff during the pandemic? Or So I've been building. Like you're not shit. back in the gym yet, right? Oh, no, hell no. Okay. Ain't no telling when we're going to do that. And, you know, I'm a little too sensible a person and cautious a person to just Eddie Guerrero frog splash back into, uh, you know, the gym. <laughs> There's a thousand people there at a time. You know, the Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Frog splash. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll, uh, you, hey, this is my brother, yo. Like, broke he his, he immediately his, got my reference. Arm. Oh, dude, broke his arm. First appearance in WWE. <laughs> with the frog splash he wasn't like, built to big, last big debut big debut did a mega frog splash and then broke his arm oh my gosh man latino heat mm. that so, boy need, um, that boy needed some milk rest in power so so real quick so um i was i was thrilled that you wanted to chat i've been thinking about you a lot uh obviously during all this craziness stop it be quiet my dogs again i'm so sorry um, so, uh, do you mind if I fire questions at you back and forth? I mean, I know this is your show. Bro, we're just having a conversation. Been, okay, cool. Because I've been, I've been super curious. So, first and foremost, uh, how are you doing? Like, how has everything in the last week and a half hit you? And let, let's work backwards. Let's start from today. So, as of today, it's June the 3rd, and the announcement uh, came out today of the charges for the other three officers and then the upgraded charge to um, murder in the second degree. So how has all of that hit you today? How does that affect me today? How does it, how did all that hit you today? Like the news of that, like, you oh, know, um, do you feel good about that? Or is it, is it kind of late? I mean, just how did all of this hit you? You know, that they got charged, that's cool, but it's three human beings, it's, it's, uh, it's three people. I've been yeah. dealing with this from the moment I did a moonwalk out of my mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the moment- so you, were, so, you were, so you were feet first, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yeah, I probably was. I, I, you mm. know, I just hit the ground running. Um, for me, man, it was such a, uh, it's three people, like three individuals. That's three. We're surrounded by millions of people. It took millions of people. To I mean, get four. I mean, four, or technically four, four right? I mean, we're, you know, yeah, we're counting. I mean, if he even counts as a person. That's cool. But it's a war. You know what I'm saying? Like, in that sense, like, this kind of battle, 
it's uh it's so massive you know like there's because i've encountered people with that kind of potential with that kind of killer intent um against a person in color you know my whole life like just surrounded by them you know what i'm saying um so it won't be the last time um there have been so many before and who like this is these are only the crimes that were considered crimes these were the guys that got caught these are the ones we hear about these are the only ones that you hear about we live in a place where it took all the way until you know this uh technological you know revolution like these advancements like these apps um you know you're not needing a, a you know a camcorder you know or an expensive camera it's right. all like, like rodney king rodney king yeah. is one of those gigantic camcorders yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like now everyone has the ability to become or be a journalist or just be a reporter on the ground a lot more boots on the ground but a lot of people a lot a lot of black lives and black bodies you know they still haven't found um and it's been like that since the very beginning like that's what people don't understand like these are the people of the moment and it's magnificent and it warms my heart you know to uh, see this outcry and just see so many people that don't look like us at all taken to the streets because we tired sure. you know what i'm saying like oh because God. not only have we spent our entire time here in america fighting for ourselves but everyone else has been the beneficiaries of that fight and the people doing the fighting, the people with their bodies and lives and their families at stake and at risk, um, they took all of the, you know, they were the battering ram, you know, things did change, but it just didn't change for the people doing the fighting in a large yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? There have been plenty of improvements. Uh, you know, this is still historically one of the best times to be alive. Um, and our experience is still the same. You know, there's still so many similarities uh, and it takes a special eye. Like you, you know, people just don't have the eye to see, you know, like the people who are simply subjected to what they're subjected to. Like we have a different kind of vantage point by which we view life a different lens entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool that these guys, these three have been convicted, but there's a much larger problem. Um, not everybody is outside. Well, they've been well. They've been charged. We hope they get convicted. We hope, yeah. And they could get convicted, but yeah. we've we've seen crazy things happen. Hey, crazy shit's happening now. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just talking about once once twelve people go in a room and start talking. You know, you know, we we've been let down a lot, man, and uh, sure. we're so used to disappointment, Rich. You know, we're so used to disappointment that. We're fully prepared to be disappointed. We always play to win, but we're fully prepared to be disappointed because this experience here is oftentimes way more disappointing than not. You know what I'm saying? But we do our best. We try to stay out the way. Does does this give you any... Because, okay, so, like, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about was, like, I don't... I mean, I, I guess you could consider me like an average white guy, or if you see me dance, a painfully white guy. <laughs> but, but 
like I like to consider myself, you know, enlightened. I was raised a certain way. Uh, I remember being seven years old and my dad, oh my God, dude, that's like one of the proudest things in my family's history. My dad, back in West Virginia, uh, where I grew up, oh. um, my dad was the only white pallbearer at a black funeral. Mm. And I was like seven, but like I just intrinsically, as, as much as a seven-year-old could digest, Right. I realized that it was a big deal. But to me, it was just, you know, Tom, uh, interestingly enough, this guy's name that passed away. <laughs> His was name was Tom? He, he worked with my dad. And I almost said Uncle Tom. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but I, but, but I, used to like sit, I used to sit on this dude's lap, and he would, like, scratch my back and just tell me stories. And he was amazing, right? And so when my dad was a pallbearer, and as I got older and kind of saw things, you know, more and saw the Robbie King uh, verdicts and riots and so on and so forth, it, it took on more importance. But my dad just always raised me to see everybody the way that God sees it. But at the same time, I'm not one of those people that's like denying that racism exists or you know, I, I think it's important, like like LeBron, okay? LeBron said with the um, Albury case, uh, I think I'm saying his last name right, um, and LeBron said something along the lines of, we are literally hunted every day of our lives. And my first thought, the first thing that went through my mind was, well, that's not true. Like, that's not true, right? Because number one, I don't, I don't want to live in a world where that's a reality. But then I thought, okay, but wait a second. It's not about whether I think it's true or not. And it's not even about whether LeBron lives in that kind of world, because obviously, you know, Chris Rock did a great bit about if you're rich, it can kind of, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't equate things, but it can, it can make things a little easier in terms of, you know, neighborhoods you live in, security, et cetera, et cetera, but it doesn't eliminate racism. But it got me to thinking about all that really matters is if black men feel like they're hunted every day, then that's all that matters. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Like, I, I heard somebody shouting statistics on the radio, and it was, it was a liberal station that was talking about this, but the number of unarmed black men that were killed last year I think it was like nine and then they said the number of unarmed white men that were shot was like 19 now they weren't making the point that oh well it's more white than black because you can look at the percentages and then you say okay we're well, looking at those percentages black men are still killed at a, at a higher rate than white men when they're unarmed so on and so forth and then that's, that's even if you're looking at the stats like they're legitimate like okay, those are nine that we know about. You right. know what I mean? Like, like what are the others? But so, so going back to my point, all that matters, communication exists in the, in the um, eye of the receiver of the communication. And so I look at it like, okay, like for you, we've, we've talked race issues a lot, but I don't think we've ever talked about this specific kind of dynamic do you feel 
and and I don't ask this question with any preconceived notion of what the answer should be. I just want to learn. Do you feel like that every day? Like, do you feel hunted every day, or do you feel like like any situation could turn into a powder keg that goes wrong, and and you end up on the wrong side of it? That's what the hunt is. Okay, that that's the that, hunt. That's, that's what I meant from the moment. See, we can't take our black off. Right. But white but white people, and I said this in um, a previous podcast episode, white people can really essentially be whatever they want to be. I mean, they've spearheaded, you know, like they can dabble and dip into whatever kind of slice of life they want. And it's of very little consequence. You know what I'm saying? They're seen as individuals. They're seen as unique. They're not seen as a monolith, you know, this and that. Um, Black people are this giant boogeyman hive mind. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're seen as the same thing, and we're probably the most diverse representation and heterogeneous representation of humanity, you know, in a large sense. Like, sure. even from our hue, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're very, very oh, diverse in thought, yeah. and then what we do, uh, what our interests are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when like degrees of blackness comes in because we even have issues within our own community with, uh, you know, an openness to everyone. Cause everyone like, it's funny looking at shit as like an adult, like shit that you thought you had to hide as a kid or in high school or middle school. Like I watch Dragon Ball Z, I watch anime and then come to find out when you're grown ass men, everybody was watching the same shit. Like everybody was just as nerdy as everybody else. Right. But everybody would give it. Everybody's shit for just expressing that kind of uniqueness like about themselves. It's like, fuck, we was all on the same shit. Yep. We all watched SpongeBob. Yep. We all watched uh, Gundam Wing. Uh, yeah. Naruto. Straight up. Squad 7. Of course. And, and, and see, for my generation, because I'm 45. Uh-huh. So my generation, it was uh, like eight, nine-year-old little boys rushing home after school to watch Wonder Woman and not telling anybody and nobody really understanding why they were so excited to watch one for Linda Carter. With Linda Carter, right? So, you know, but, but yeah, it's very true. It's very, or like, or like when you first start watching wrestling, and you don't want to tell anybody, but everybody's like giving the suck it sign or or stone cold stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, back to the hunt part. So, uh, <laughs> it's so easy. And I, because uh, I've been asked this before, uh, other curious whites, because <laughs> they just, <laughs> you, you just don't know. You just don't know because it's just. But isn't that, isn't that what we should be doing though? Like. Yes. I, I, think, I love I think this. White folks, I think white folks should be willing to be awkward and ask questions that may paint us in an awkward light, but it's just, hey, we, we need the information. You just need like, information. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even this week, like, this is probably the first one. I I watched that tape last week, like, all nine minutes of it. And I, I force myself, whenever there's any kind of video of this stuff or whatever, like, I feel like it's my duty. I can't really explain it, but I, I feel like, no, I need to watch this. Because I need to know that this is going on. And I need to figure out ways that, at least on an individual level, I can make sure that I'm treating people right, that I'm understanding the struggle, that I'm empathetically 
trying to connect with what people feel because I, I've been treated I've been treated crappy by cops twice. And I mean that's nothing, you know, and one time I got pulled over because I was twenty one years old driving my dad's Cadillac uh in, in rural Virginia and this like hillbilly white cop pulled me over and like gave me a really hard time, like pulled his gun on me because he just thought twenty one year old should be driving a Cadillac, you know. And he followed me for like 10 minutes, just following me, like didn't even turn a signal on or anything. Then he finally turned a signal on. And when he came up to my window, uh, I did notice this. This is funny now, like 24 years later. But you know what? You know what I said to him when he pulled me over? So I'm 21 years old. White cop comes up to the window and I roll the window down and I said to him, why'd you pull me over? Yeah, just like a white dude. (laughs) Just like a white white dude. dude. White dudes can do that shit. They can do that shit. Now, see, I they talk all kind of cash shit when cops pulled them the fuck over. That so here is where the hunt comes that's in. A different, that's we know a different experience for you. I we totally know. So here's so here's the fucking difference. We know that we're being hunted. It's easy as fuck for us to die, be killed, mistaken, or they're already looking for some shit to get into in their small born ass town. Right. And a nigga crosses their path. It's like, hmm. This could get interesting. And so mm-hmm. Jebediah, whoop, whoop, just curious. He's curious. He's just, I'm going to see what he's up to. Like, none of that shit from, none of that shit from Deuce Hazard is like, that's real <laughs> shit. With black people in the car or whatever, like, it ain't the generally, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Oh, your headlights out, Bash, right? And and you're like, oh, hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. We had to have mapped out what uh, towns or parts of town you can even drive through. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we just know, like, because it's so segregated to this day. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, don't go. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing going through uh, Anderson Township or wherever the hell? That's where all the white people are. Like, what Like, what are we doing up in Mason or out in Loveland or out in Indian Hills? Like, that's where, you know, rich white people were, which is white people, period. And did like, you, did you you would get pulled over just for having a car that just wasn't dope or it didn't seem to fit the mode or the bill of the neighborhood it was going through. So I had a busted up 94 Chevy Cavalier. I was damn sure in a nicer neighborhood than what that car would even qualify to be in. And I get pulled over. I, it's going to happen. It's going yeah. to happen to me. I yeah. know this. I know that I ain't got to have shit in the car. I know I ain't got to have done nothing wrong. You're going to be two hands on the wheel. Yes, sir. They simply... If they simply get a glimpse of you and they're like, that is like, that's a male black. And that's even how they refer to black people when they're driving down. Like, you've seen cops. It's a male black. Not a person that ain't nothing attached to, no history, no culture attached. It's a male black. Those are metrics. Those are metrics. And And if they pull a white guy over, I pull this guy over. They. He's Maybe. not even labeled as a white guy. He's just, no, he's just a guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably, he's probably just a default, right? A guy is Caucasian male. You know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's so easy. Like for instance, I mean, you can't go through a fucking grocery store. Like you can't be in Target, which I mean, it's not the highest echelon of places to go shopping. But they seem to feel like they're fancy, and so you have <laughs> you hear shit like over the. Uh, like the PA system or uh, someone's walkie-talkie of someone pretending to be in the aisle shopping and shit, but it's like an employee and they're just hanging around lingering, you know, while you're actually doing some shopping, you oh, know, and so, so they're just hanging so, out. 
So you're in the same aisle as somebody with a walkie-talkie, and they're just yeah, and shit like wow. that. Like that's a part of the hunt. Like that's the hunt. Is this uh, uh, this inherent uh, guilt that we have? Like we're inherently guilty, and they're inherently suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even 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 down to what the word black connotes is not positive. Black magic and positive. Like just go down to etymology. You know what I'm saying? And then we were just eventually lightness, classified lightness, and reclassified. And, yeah, yeah, classified again and reclassified. You know what I'm saying? Like the bad cowboy in, in uh, old Hollywood. That that was the bad one, you know, usually. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was the bad fucking guy. So now, now you've classified this group of people, just people, um, who represent every color of the fucking rainbow as... Uh, black like all of this stuff is like this is what i have the eye to see you had no way of knowing that you had no fucking way of knowing that oh the target thing's amazing to me. Like, you haven't, that would you never have, occur to me you haven't had to deal with the consequence of being you're just being yeah you know what i'm saying like you could aspire to and wish and just do whatever you want to fucking do ultimately you have all your peers to compete against you know what i'm saying you have yeah. your you know you have your actual limitations but it has nothing to do with what your identity is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You could, like you could disappear and just get into whatever world you want to get into and just finesse and move about that world pretty unimpeded. Right? Well, it's, like, it's, it's more like of a meritocracy. Born, with me, I've got to deal with the entire way that the entire world perceives me at all times. And I have to develop in real time a constant game plan and and have to readjust and make adjustments and do this, do that. Oh shit. That's a real threat. So I have to look out for alligators, tigers, lions, bears. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just yeah. have to not fuck up yourself. Like you just have to not fuck up. Like you just have to try well, a little I've bit. I've done a really terrible job of that. You know what I'm saying? No, but it's like so, You gotta work hard to fuck your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You like, gotta work like hard my to credit, fuck your life. Like so my credit is terrible. Life. Like my credit is terrible. What is wrong with me? I know what the fuck is wrong with you, Rich. Seriously. Your it's name is awesome. Rich, Rich. Right. Oh, God. No, but it, so it's almost like, you know, like I, I have a, I have a picture, um, I have a picture of myself, like from the moment I was born, like, you know, you, you, the hospital takes the picture or whatever. And every now and then I'll look at that picture and I'll be like, you know what? That little guy right there was never told no, was never like introduced to hardship, difficulty or anything like that at that moment. Like, anything negative I learned and took on but I would almost imagine for you and kind of what you're saying and forgive me if if I'm wrong in saying this but whereas I'm born and, and again I don't feel like I need to couch this stuff because you and I you and I are real with each other mm-hmm. but it's, it's almost like a white kid is born with infinite like kind of like what you were saying before like you could do anything Whereas, whereas a black kid is born inherently with, okay, well, you're going to have to overcome this. You're going to have to overcome that. You're going to have to struggle with this and struggle with that. So it's like you're right out the box immediately in the struggle. We were taught by our parents, our grandparents, all of the village griots. Uh, we have to work twice as hard to get half as far. That is times four. Yeah. That's four times the fucking, you know what I'm saying? Twice as hard to get half as far. And it's never not been true. 
never not been true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we don't have yeah. dense networks of people um, already in positions to get us more easily and less impeded to where we are trying to go and where we want to be. You know what I'm saying? Oftentimes, unless it's with a, you know, a black network or whatever it's going to be, but man, those are so, so, so few in number. There's, you know there's not saying? a lot of, there's not a lot of examples of, uh, of black males failing upward. Where you see no. a lot of white dudes fail up. You see a lot of accidentally successful ass white dudes, bro, yeah, exactly. all over the place, and that's their fucking story. I hear it every fucking day of my life. It's like, oh yeah, man. It was just like I woke up, I had bad hair, and I, uh, you know, I just said yeah, and I don't know, and I don't quite understand what you're saying or getting that there, and then yet they said you're the guy. I was hired, and then you know, me, it's like having me around. Give me the, and, uh, give me the- Give me the black Hunter Biden. <laughs> who is that? Like, the black who? The black Hunter Biden. Who is? Oh this? my gosh! Right? I, like, I can't think of one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like those kind of white dudes are everywhere. I wasn't one of those white dudes. I kind of no, wish I was. I'm telling you, bro. Any brother, any brother, any black man for real that you see just prominent over any kind of notoriety know that with whatever his skills like skill set is he's the motherfucking shit he might be a dirt bag he might be a dirt bag but boy is he you know probably the cream of the cream probably the cream of the crop like it he ain't felling upward he's got to be fucking good he's got to be good and not only that not only did he fight the system and expectations he probably fought a lot of elements within his own community yes that we don't belong to nobody's world. None. I heard you. We have I heard no you space. Say this in your, I heard you say this in your podcast the other day, and it was really enlightening to me that you would have that perception, and it made all the sense in the world to me when you explained it. But when you're like, "We don't belong anywhere. We don't belong." I mean, that was that was amazing for me to hear. Yeah, you know, and that's what I was hoping that that podcast would do for people. Is like. Let me just be as raw as I can possibly be and just say it as frank as I can possibly possibly say it. You know what I'm saying? It's like we belong to no land. Like W.E.B. Du Bois said that shit way back when in the 40s, I I do believe, is when he wrote The Souls of Black Folk. Can't, you know, I don't remember the exact year, but that concept of double consciousness. Do you know how much processing, like, <laughs> if we were computers, man, like we have to process so much more information just for survival's sake, just so... We get home alive just so we survive that routine traffic stop, which isn't so routine. That could be the end of it for you. Uh, we have to do so much adapting and uh, trying to assimilate here and just maintain our dignity there. And then, hey, that ain't the time for this. Go on and get up that ladder here. And hey, fuck that ladder there. And then, you know what I'm saying? There's so many maneuvers. So, yeah. so There's just so many moves. Like, we've got to be so good at Kung Fu. Just mental judo you know what i'm saying like just the mental arts you know what i'm saying like we're we 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 had to have a phd in white people just to know how to move about the environment you know what i'm saying we're masters in you and you guys fail at us like you see what i'm saying like it's like that we can name us we will ace your like we will ace your exam we do that's why we're here that's why we're able to do what we do despite what we go through we yeah. ace that exam every fucking day. We rise to the fucking occasion. You so know, do, have, we had a lot of fuck ups like anyone else, but you know, overall, you know. Have have the have the events of the last week and a half 
um, do they give you any hope? Because I'll, I'll just I'll just say from my standpoint, and I am perfectly ready to be wrong. Um, and please tell me if you think that I should be or should feel that way. But like at least for me. And again, I don't know if this is the typical white opinion. It's just mine. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But I, I feel like this one is different. I feel like, I, I, and maybe I'm just being naive because I want to be naive. I want to be optimistic. I want to hope for the best in people and hope that things get better. Because I, I, I really don't, I, I, I just want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to have opportunity. I want everybody to prosper and just live their lives and, and for everybody to get out of everybody's way. Right. And so in that, in that vein, I feel like this one is different, but is that just me? Does it feel any different for you? I, I mean, I know you said you're, you're anticipating disappointment. <laughs> I, totally, I totally get that. Like you're ready to be disappointed. But but has there been anything about this, whether it's whether it's reaction overseas? I mean, because you got people in London protesting and things like that. I don't think we I don't think we've seen that for U.S. racism before. No, they've uh, never given a fuck so, about it. So so I mean, does does it give you any hope whatsoever, or you know, just how how are you feeling about it? You know. Uh... I was driving, I was in a, I want to say Valley Village, maybe North Hollywood, uh, the other day when this all started really to go down. And I saw, you know, four or five white kids. And I didn't know what they was doing, what they were doing. And I saw them on the corner outside of a mobile gas station. And they had these signs. And I, was, and I looked at the signs and I was like, BLM. Black Lives Matter. I am not black, but I am with you. This is what's up. This is what I haven't seen. And this is the only thing that we haven't tried. Is like, so this is the first time that those so-called allies got the fuck up off of the couch, put their bodies on the line, their freedoms at stake for people who have always and have done nothing but do that for them. You know what I'm saying? So it could have been the neighborhoods that I was driving through, but you know, it was a lot. It's been a lot of not black people out there. A lot yeah. of non-black people out there, yeah. much more than brothers and sisters. And I was like, something clicked. I was like, you know what? This might be it. This might be the stuff. In fact, I know it. I like we've always been missing something. And I've studied, you know, some of the movements, you know, in the sixties and that sort of thing. I was like, man, like what? You know, SNCC tried it. You know, SNCC was doing their thing. NAACP were doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? And then you had the radicals, and then you had the wet, your Ayers and the Weathermen doing their thing. Um, you had a. Uh, the Southern Christian uh, Conference, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you had Martin Luther King doing his thing in his way. You had Malcolm X doing his thing and you know, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's way. 
all of these different ways. And I was like, man, every one of those ways had a hole in it in its game. You know, mm-hmm. that completely peaceful sh- shit. I'm like, yeah, we're still fighting today because that wouldn't have been it. You know what I'm saying? No, mm-hmm. you can't just torch every fucking thing because that also isn't quite it. But when I <laughs> simply saw a change in the demographic, I was like, hmm. And then t- today, Rich, I saw this white family, this couple, and then I saw a little white boy, a little blonde, with a sign up saying Black Lives Matter. And I said, I think this is a George Foreman quote by George. I think that we've got it. Hmm. Right? Because revolutions are messy. People, um, well, you know, some white people have been coming up to me in duress because, I mean, they're not used to being under duress. And so I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Now, what do you I mean understand. they've been coming up to you? Because they want to feel better about themselves in some way? It's or? a human thing, man. That's what fucking people do. Um, yeah. yeah, so I was in the parking lot and I was going up to Sprouts. You know, that's one of my joints. Get some groceries, <laughs> uh, you know, some produce. You know, I love me some Sprouts. Shout out you're to so, Sprouts. You're so, you're so healthy. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm sitting here like, so I, I went me to Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, this uh this white lady pulled up in her jeep and uh she's like are they closed i was like yeah they always shutting down early for shit especially nowadays and she's like oh yeah. damn she's like i'm so tired of this i was like well so i was like so are the people outside so are the people causing this causing the curfews and shit so yeah. so are the people looting all right i don't know what the fuck they on but so are the protesters so that everyone that's legitimately defending the honor and the memory uh, of those that have fallen uh, due to police brutality and racism and bigotry. So do uh, the black people. We are Mary, like Fannie Lou Hamer said, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. And she yeah. said that shit back in the, I don't know, the 60s? Yeah, that's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long fucking time ago, but so many people in my family remember this like it was yesterday. My dad is in this, my dad's about to be 60. He has 60 years old, July 1st. He still shouldn't have to. I can't imagine how he feels. You know, like it's got to be some crazy, crazy emotions because he was holding, uh, you know, and picketing and doing things like that as a kid when he was in the seventies and shit like that. So that was, that like that was your life. That was your life. Like now, this shit's just rare. Like this is a rare chandelier. This moment here, this has been the most perfect of storms that I've ever seen. You know, like we've all been put in a position by some pandemic, some lockdown, some quarantine shit from this far, far land away, far east. Mm-hmm. That shit hopped on a plane, skibbity doo bop bit, right on over to America and got us too. And the whole world was locked down. The whole world had time today. The whole world had time today. Yeah. And not a fucking thing to do and not a fucking thing to look forward to for real. People were just thinking about and, survival. And- Living. And not a job, and not a job. No job, nothing's off. nothing's occupying their time, nothing's taking up their attention, not even their family members they're locked in with. They're like, I'm trying to get away from you too. And then everybody and probably got wanting to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so everybody had the same show on at the same time. Mm-hmm. This show that we're living through, living in, it's got to have the greatest ratings of all time. Oh, and I'll, it is. A show. I, 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 I wonder. I wonder what the Nielsen and Com score uh, numbers are for the. You, you, 
like you know the live seven of uh you know 2020 2020 so for the first time we've been screaming like we we've been screaming from the very beginning we've been screaming this entire time you know fighting bleeding dying you know what i'm saying um you know just trying to chill just like everybody else you know what i'm saying but we were only ones told us we really don't belong here i'm like we was (laughs) how do you think we got here how do you think that we got here right you know what i'm saying like this wasn't necessarily a choice that we made this is our home so you've been making fucking going nowhere yeah you know what i'm saying you're gonna have to deal with this you we (laughs) and then and then it became you're gonna have to deal with this to we're gonna have to deal with this but it wasn't us saying it it was whites it was the mainstream america finally because everybody could hear that disenfranchised group screen finally because everything shut the fuck up everything shut the fuck up all the shit that everybody was crying about everybody shut the fuck up about their problems because everyone was just trying to survive and live not cast that covid bullshit and not spread that shit to their loved ones their old ass mammy and pappy grandparents aunts and uncles anyone they held there that's like i just gotta stay fucking doors yeah that tanked every fucking thing because it's it's gone down for far too long but everybody had you know everyone was a captive audience you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like so many people have hit me up like i i never knew and i'm like motherfucker have you not been <laughs> oh but it's like you know what wow you really they didn't have the ears to knew. hear you like you you have to be trained to hear the sound of someone's cry, right yeah. they didn't have the train to hear what the train yeah like they don't know what to look for and look at and then also you don't want to be reminded of the struggle and the problem that's a human thing too it's like I mean, that's why we step the fuck over homeless people. Like, they're in holograms. It's like, I'm not trying to deal with how close I am to also being on the sidewalk with this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not today, bro. Right? It, it, like it's almost a canned response. Yep, not today. Like, you could have a hun- like 100 singles in your pocket. And I ain't, ain't going to change on me. I'm just yeah. trying to get the fuck out of there. I don't need to be reminded of how fucked up this shit can be and get. Right. Right? I, like, that's the kind of shit that people be on. And um, everybody had time today. Like, that's why I called that podcast. I named it Everybody Got Time Today. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody got no jobs. Everybody got fired on their day off, just like Day Day did. Damn. Friday, Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you get fired on your day off? You got to be a drama. Ain't nobody got a J-O-B, mm-hmm. but we do have time. We ain't ever had that shit. We ain't never had time. Never in human history have we all had time. Mm. You see what I'm I, saying? I, so I'm so like, I'm I'm so glad that that you're having that reaction because that's what I would hope for. The white but, but I was I was afraid I, I was I was I was afraid that it might just be like too little, too late or something like that. I, I, and, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else has communicated this to you, but I'll, I'll tell you where I was coming from. And maybe other white people have this reaction too. Um, but there are times, like with this one, I was like, 
do y'all even want to hear from us? Like, is it just another, you know, like me giving my opinion? Is it just, oh, another white person giving an opinion? It's know, a whole, and, and it's, should, we, should yeah. we just shut up and listen? Because I'm willing to do that and I'm ready to do that. But at the same time, then I feel like silence is complicity. And so you, you want to make sure that, that you add your voice to the growing masses that are standing up and saying, we're not going to put up with this shit anymore. So it, it, it's kind of a, like on the totem pole of importance, it's way down the totem pole of what is <laughs> important. So I'm not trying to like do white people problems or anything like that with you. But in terms of like, you know, maybe not even for me, but maybe for somebody else who may watch this or hear this or whatever, like what is the best, most effective way that we can help and elicit change in your opinion? Because sometimes I feel like white people have a tendency because it's ingrained in us that we should have an opinion about everything because we get an opinion about everything. You know what I mean? Like whether it's right or wrong, we, we always are allowed to give our opinion and we almost always give our opinion, whether it's wanted or not. And um, I'm just, you know, I struggle with this one because I was a little like, well, I don't, I don't want to make this about what my feelings are about this situation because that's not what's at the heart of the matter. What's at the heart of the matter are people who are experiencing the hunt and we need to hear them and you know regardless of the fact that i feel like i've tried to do that my entire life with this one i was a little like i'm a little unsure i'm a little unsure of what to do should i speak up or should i just be quiet and i and i imagine some white people might be feeling that too and i and i mean that like the good intentioned one like the good one all right so uh yeah i'll shut up <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, uh, I mean, what does doing nothing do? Nothing. I know, right? Isn't that crazy how that works? Like, yeah, just exactly. shut the fuck nothing up. From nothing means nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Closed mouth don't get fed. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's amazing um, because there's a nice finesse. It's just like, it's almost like having common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing what to say and when to say it. Read the fucking rooms. Read the room. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because there is a way to go about saying some real ass shit that real ass motherfuckers can vibe with, can get down with. And it's like, yeah, say that. Because best believe me, assistant in the crowd is about to be like, say that. You know what I'm saying? Talk that shit. It's mm -hmm. just got to be proper. You know what I'm saying? Not uh, thinking that you can explain our situation better than we can because that's not finesse. Right, white play. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like white yeah. like, sit your motherfucking ass down. You don't know the first fucking thing or the second or third thing about the fuck is going on. But pay attention. And based on the data gathered, <laughs> you know, spit that shit, talk that shit. It'll come from a real place, has to come from a real place. If not, we'll be the first to tell you. Oh, you can smell it a mile away. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you, you know, um, you've but always I been... You've always been a genuine man, and so all all of the shit that you've talked has been proper. Like, talk that shit. You know what I'm saying? And you're coming from uh, the best of places, and people can tell when you're trying to come from the best of places. You know what I'm saying? And then they can help steer you in the proper direction and that sort of thing, because you don't know it all. We don't know. I don't know it all, even. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in the shit. But uh, and I think that's to be silent... Right? Like, it's important to say, hey, I don't know. 
yeah. I, I don't know what's right. Help me. Help me. Like yeah, my heart's then, in the right place, but I, I, I know I need to do something. But and my this, heart's in the right place and help me find my way. And this is what um, has been unique about this movement is that um, if they were to be silent and be quiet, they wouldn't be outside right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the house chilling. And I feel safe and I'm cozy knowing that I got motherfuckers out there like going to war for me this time. Finally, we're not alone in this shit that we should all be involved in because it's about all of us. Sure. It's a reflection of all of us. You know what I'm saying? If you're proud to be an American, make a proud America. Make a fucking America to be proud of. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know when your kitchen ain't clean, how many fucking times are you going to walk past the dishes? Oh, you're going to wait until it looks like Joe's apartment to do something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Roaches playing cards and shit. Dominoes. You want to wait until then? Because that's what this shit is. They were like, fuck. There are ants everywhere. <laughs> Every fucking where there are ants. This is gross. This is crazy. Now everybody's getting busy. Now everybody's getting active. Because the sooner we all get this shit done, the sooner we can all get back to playing video games. Doing This reminds me of Saturday mornings, right? My mom, my dad would start blasting music. And we knew what it was. We knew what time it was. We had to clean and shine every fucking thing oh, in the house. Okay. Right? That shit, was an, that shit was an event. You know what I'm saying? And then you smelled the most beautiful pancakes. Beautiful bacon. Beautiful eggs. Cheese eggs. Not just regular eggs. That's for psychopaths. I'm talking about cheesy. <laughs> it had Lando Lakes American cheese in these eggs. Legendary. Beautiful stuff, man. Uh, and them grand biscuits. The ones that go poof. And then you just put the bitch in Oh my gosh. Hey, you from West Virginia. You know what I'm talking about. I am. I know. So, like, it's like that. You know what I'm saying? I put the cracker in Cracker Barrel. Hey. That's me. We've we've given them a lot of our funds. That is my shit. That chicken fried chicken. That chicken. They're fried okra. With the sawmill gravy. Man, listen. Yeah. The country came out of both of them. You know they have one in California. Yes, yeah, so like Oxnard. Me and D Hill have talked about making a trip, a whole trip, because I'm gonna get, I'm going. I would totally go. All right, I would totally go if you want to no, go. No, that's just happening. Like we need more yeah. of them bitches. We got a bunch of bullshit out here. We need a damn cracker barrel. Like we don't need another Carl's Jr. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Barrel somewhere. Man. Um, uh, uh, now this is what that shit what? is like, man. Um, is that they are. The right people are mad. Yeah. We've been mad this whole time. And in fact, we have been maligned, just maligned in public. Like that was our whole image. It was like, man, these motherfuckers just always mad. I'm like, about the same thing. We've never not been mad about nothing other than our whole experience here. Our whole experience here. All the time. It's the same shit. It's never changed. Now people got to go back and retract and recant and redact everything they ever motherfucker said about Kaepernick and all that shit because he lost his whole career because he was fighting about shit that never went away. It's the same shit. Yeah. He was like, wow, y'all cost me my whole shit. Now everybody's like, Kaepernick, I am so sorry about, you know, the things I've said, the, uh, the articles I've published or uh, the way that I uh, behaved and treated you when you've done nothing but try to fight for us. Yeah, all that shit. Everybody's doing the whole boomerang shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like. Yeah. Um, but that's what's up. Like because it it like it's some man shit. It's man shit for somebody to go. You know what? 
I was wrong. Because now people are simply thinking about what is right and what is wrong. And the right people, it ain't enough for us to be pissed and be outside. We've always been pissed and we've always been outside for everybody's causes, including our own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Always. We're the battering rams, but everybody else is the beneficiary of what the fuck, like, if, you know, what we were fighting for. It was like, y'all ain't going to get it, but the people behind y'all, all right. I was, I was, I was <laughs> talking now, with a, the white people to piss the fuck off. People in, no, no, <laughs> Djibouti, they mad. Everybody's talking about Black Lives Matter because it's so shitty, it's so crazy. And it's been for so long, our whole experience, that finally the world, because we all had time today, remember that, we all had time today, that they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I'm getting a bunch of I never news, and I'll never be silent or quiet about what the fuck I see that's wrong about this place and about how y'all treat it again. So it's a nice time. Well, only time will tell, right, about that. Like, I, I, hope, I yeah. hope people stick with that. Um, but I, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, and I was like, you know, I've been really fortunate um, to um, have a lot of diverse friends in my life, people that I've dated, um, and I have been the only white dude in uh, an all-black situation, all-black neighborhood, <laughs> like whether I'm the only, like back when I was younger and could really hoop, like... I've been the only white dude on the court, stuff like that. Or, or I've been taken to a neighborhood by one of my black friends. We go play ball or whatever. And there was never a situation. First and foremost, I, I can maybe think of like, I count on one hand the times where I was given crap for being white in a, in a place. Like, I really can't think of many. But the couple that did happen, my friends were right there to stand up and and come to my defense and say, no, 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 we're, you know, you're not going to treat him like this. You know, he's cool. He's with us, you know, that kind of thing. And, and there was no like selling me out as an individual, you know, and, and like those things just always really stuck with me. And I'm like, you know, my experience with black people, my whole life, like you guys just are amazing to me. Like the shit y'all have to put up with and, and what you have to go through. And I said this the other day to somebody, I said, after watching the tape, it was the night that the tape came out and I watched the whole tape and I'm like horrified. Right. I mean, it was like one of the, one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but I wasn't shocked, uh, obviously, but I watched it and then I came away from it and I was just like, you know, I am white. But if I wasn't, what would I think about white people? Like, right, it probably right. wouldn't be good. <laughs> right. You know? It's like, and man, it's, and, you and, can't. And it's, not, and it's not like I look at that white dude like, come on, man, you're making it bad for the rest of it. Um, but, but I just, I came away from it and just thinking that the, the people in my life who have let me into their home, who have fed me dinner, who have given me a ride, who have loaned me five bucks, whatever the case may be, or bought me dinner, or whatever the case may be, or just been my friend, and gone with me to the movies, or checked in with me. I've had, I've had black dudes who, like, live in other parts of the country, finding out that stuff is crazy out here, 
checking in with me to make sure I'm okay. That's the kind like, of fucking hey, people we are, though. Exactly. Like, but I know. But man. You, guys, you guys have been that way my whole life. And I'm not saying it's unique to me. <laughs> as, as, a, as a white dude who has embraced black people my whole life, uh, and and just saw y'all as people, but it's it, it's not like I I see y'all as just any people. Sometimes, like statistically, I probably have greater experiences with black people than white people. Same, because <laughs> you guys are just solid. You guys are just I, I Bro, don't know. Like, think about this. Like, our life is boot camp for making real motherfuckers, man. Like, that's why you be having real fucking experiences when you get around some real motherfucking people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not those fucking yeah. fugazis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. think about that. Like, think about what kind of shit that certain people be on. And then it'd be a whole lot of them people that be on the same shit. And then you like, hmm, I like the people that be on, you know, a whole bunch of bullshit and I be around them. And so I guess when I go around some people that be on some real shit and some cool shit, some smooth shit, some chill shit, I have a smooth, cool, chill experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not rocket science. It's like, we've had to we've had to find just a way to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was so mm-hmm. tough to be like, to just be that we had to just find a proper way to be like, we had, we like, we developed this shit called cool. Mm-hmm. You know it, you know it. Like oh, yeah. we, we literally invented that shit. We invented cool. You know what I'm saying? Elvis knew that shit. He came across Chuck Berry, yanked yeah, yeah. his shit, snatched his shit <laughs> because we invented the shit called cool. That's what's so undeniable. That's why, like, no matter what we go through, um, some of us get through in some way. We're still, it's still with conditions. It's still with far more conditions than anyone else, right? Because yeah, are still black in America. But some people get through because they are just unmistakably, undeniably, just motherfucking cool. They're, they are what Steve Martin would say, undeniable. There's just nothing you can do about it. Like they're about to ascend to something just great, just some of, than the mo- you know just regular some of, some of the most amazing people you could ever meet in your life are just elderly black folks. They've seen it all. They've done it all, man. Uh, oh my God! Uh, any any time I have an opportunity uh, to, you know, engage in a conversation with an older black man who might be hanging out at a store or something like that. Man, I take that opportunity because number one, their grace and their dignity just blows me away, and they're so freaking cool. Like it's just, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. Let me ask you a question, sir. Yeah, please. What makes a diamond rich? Uh, I mean, squeezing real, real hard on a pump of coal. Mm-hmm. What is that? What's that squeeze? I mean, I would just imagine that that scientifically, we're gonna, like we're gonna we're gonna say it's the struggle, right? It's tension and pressure, all of that pressure, right? Heat, mm-hmm. time. You combine that shit together, and you get us. You get yeah. a fucking diamond. You know what I'm saying? Like you get something that's brilliant. That's beautiful, valuable. And we've yet to be able to pitch America on how beautiful and valuable 
and brilliant we are. I would push back on that a little bit. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think there are many, many, many people that, that examples. Yeah, that for sure. Got a lot of time. I'm talking so about I, America. I understand what you're saying. I'm talking I, about America. Like, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, do. there are people. Yeah, the Rich Finley shoemates of the world understand this. He's like, bro, there's no fucking way. Like, there's no way that I could pretend. Like, man, I would have to poke my fucking eyes out and shear my ears off. You know what I'm saying? to not hear or see what is before me right now. And and if someone is, you know, I'm not tooting my horn or anything like that. I'm just making the metaphor. I'm just finishing this fucking metaphor. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's no way, like, undeniable. Undeniable. Like, like it's true programming. Like, the people that act like they hate us so much don't even... <laughs> Like, there's no way. No, they don't even know like, you. They don't know you. That's yeah, why they hate you. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. we've always been COVID <laughs> to, <laughs> to such a large fucking degree, bro. So this social distancing shit, we're built for, made for this. There's always been that mild kind of neglect. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're so, allowed so to be when, here too. So when, so. so when white people were talking about staying six feet away, were you like, like why right. are they getting so close to us? I'm like, the fuck they, you, you like, know, you, oh, you, you orbit around me for them. Make the fuck <laughs> up, you know what I'm saying? You got all these parameters and shit set. You know, uh, just, just keep it this. Hey, can, can we, can we, can we talk about, um, I want to talk about one thing with you real quick because I wanted to get your opinion on it. And I have a traumatic brain injury, so I might forget. So I got to, I got to speak up when it is. <laughs> for sure. What, what did you make of, obviously, George Floyd is the dominant story. But what did you make of the Central Park story? Oh man, more, I mean, I've encountered so many Karens. Little more, little more comical, but yet beneath the surface, really incendiary. Oh, and I, no. wondered, I wonder what you thought about that. That was as good as murder. That was attempted murder. Because she, she well knows, she, she knows. Oh, she, she like, like she broke down the process by which she under like she she broke down how well she understood our struggle, <laughs> which mm-hmm. was fuck like that's mind fuckery. Like the and way how she did powerful it, the dynamics were. That was demonic. as a white like, woman making. He that ran call. into a devil. Yep, she was a demon person. Like to she understood the power that she had, and what little power he had. And how little control over his life he had as a man. So she also emasculated that man. And wasn't she he as said, cool as the other little side weak me can get little weak ass like I could kill you. And I ain't all I have to do is lift a cell phone to my ear and go, I'm white, he's not. He's trying to kill me. I feel threatened. Yeah. And I and, and she's hoping she's counting on them doing what the fuck they tend to do from time to time. And that's Delete you, and, Kill and you. living and living in Los Angeles, we both have seen a lot of bad acting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that bro, was bad improv, man. That shit was crazy. But, but but wasn't he just cool as shit through that whole thing? Like oh, the guy. So calm. Yeah. What else was he gonna be? What she wanted uh, him, expected him to be? He was about to be the opposite. He, you see, what I'm saying yeah, like he, this got, he got cooler and cooler. He he went to Harvard. Like he's like man. 
he didn't have to show show that he was a G. He was just being a G. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So what you saw was a contrast in how people functioned. Like, yeah, this goofy ass bitch right here. And that's and, and that's the shit that Karen's be on. You know what I'm saying? Like, who do you think came up with that fucking name? It wasn't y'all. That damn strainer a designation that would come from like collegehumor.com. That's some shit that we be on. That's some black shit right there. Yeah. Because we we immediately understood the fuck they meant by a Karen. That's mm. a hating ass bitch. <laughs> That's an old hating ass bitch. Like she's a citizen. She's a private citizen like, like herself, but she's following me around the grocery store and she's just another patron. You know what I'm saying? Like just because she has some suspicions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's spying on the neighbors. So like, it's like, nah, man, like, or, or the people of color outside on the sidewalk, you know, after like 6 p.m., whatever. But you don't realize that they live in the neighborhood too. Like, they have just a right to be there as everybody else. You know what and, I'm saying? And if she, she just wasn't the absolute worst about that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's, well, instead of having she, the best of intentions. And she's probably one of the more, she's probably one of the more dangerous ones because if it yes. wasn't a situation that she was involved in, she would probably be one of those people professing to be an ally. He he was about to be an Emmett motherfucking tell of 2020, but yeah. he it was a near miss. It was a near hit, I should say. That's yeah. a George Carlin joke. It's classic. I know, right? A near yeah. miss, like it's never made it's a sense. Near hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean that, that situation could have been so different. Oh yeah, that so was a attempted murder. And, and people and people laugh at her and the ridiculousness of it and the fact that. You know, he's she's saying he's threatening my dog, and the dog is on a time hind legs, like choking out. Because check this out. We um, people just laugh. You know, like that was memeable, like like in this meme culture today. But yeah, but there's so much evil going on underneath that. We we oftentimes like we we tend to laugh first, and it used to be to like to just laugh. Like we developed our humor around pain. Like it's to laugh to keep from crying like that's a phrase that we use is like to laugh to keep from crying because it's always some shit it's always some fucking bullshit you know and um constantly it's just a daily use it was just bullshit all the time and so we've sought refuge in humor like no one else you know what i'm saying like your your richard priors like you know your lenny bruce is like your thought leaders of yesteryear you know mm -hmm. i'm like comedy was their savior you know Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Chappelle Chris now. Chris Rock, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Kevin Hart had a whole tour called Laugh at My Pain. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the escape. That was how you got out of here. You know, yeah. sports, rap, you know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of here. You would just lose yourself in your art and let that carry you away to a far, far away and better place. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it was funny. And it was absurd and ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> but we're that desensitized. <laughs> we're that desensitized. It's like, of course, this goofy bitch is about to be on some shit and try. We, we've heard that story before, like, you know, and a lot of us have had similar uh, encounters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, of course that bitch but did I, that. But what I hope, what I hope that other white people took away from watching that situation is there's, there's a deeper thing going on there that we've already touched on. But there's a deeper thing going on there that it's it's very easy to look at somebody like that and then just go, oh well, she's crazy. I mean, she's you know she's you know she's a jerk. She's crazy. She, you know all that. But at the same time, I think I think it behooves people to look at 
what what did she intrinsically go to from a psyche standpoint that she knew was useful and powerful and threatening? She was very and, pragmatic. Yeah, she and, was and, like, and I know exactly how to get this guy. And she's growing, and she's living in this world. Yeah. She didn't come up with that on her own. No, she like, knows exactly how to get somebody out of here that looks like the opposite of her. She knows exactly how to get that brother out of there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just happy. He gave, like, you know, for maybe the first time, or just actually one of many times, but the way that he shot it, it was so cinematic. It was very cinematic. It was like Blair Witchy, but it was very cinematic. And so people saw it from his actual vantage point. They saw it through the eyes. You guys got to walk in his shoes. I got to walk in his shoes. And, from and her coming up to him, her rushing up to him, threatening. Yeah, like, so what you see when you see those kinds of videos like that that like that kind of pov is like uh they saw it through the eyes of a black man they couldn't process what he was processing but they yeah. hope he had hoped that they got some modicum of an understanding of what the fuck we see on the regular all the yeah, time yeah that's a good point because watching it you're just like this looks insane yeah yeah <laughs> like that's that's what the fuck it looks like to us I'm sure. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, the same way that you would be looking at the screen, like, what is this bitch talking? What this? That's crazy. Yeah. The same shit that he, you know, is going through his head, but he's like and, accustomed to this. And so he's just like, uh, yeah. And us as the viewer, we're like, go on this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. And yeah, I'm not doing anything at all. Making this talk. He yeah. sounded jaded by the whole, like, another Karen. It was that kind of energy. Totally another fucking Karen. Like he, yes, he, he knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I look like a, let me get my phone. You know, I'm watching birds and shit in Central Park. I know like a weirdo. And this bitch about to walk up on me and run up on me. It, it, you know, it doesn't matter what her face looks like. It's the same bitch. Different face, different body type, same bitch. Karen. And and same, same MO. Yeah, same shit. That's, yeah. like, that's what I mean. Same bitch, Karen. Yeah. It, like um, different hair color don't matter different height don't matter just caring and by the way and by the way like i read an article um about him just a couple of days after this where he was graciously saying stuff like i don't think she needed to lose her life over this in, in terms of like her job and stuff like that i mean really nice of him to say but most of the people that i know and most of the most of the white people that i know for sure looking at it like good she should have lost her job but again and I know where you're going. You're gonna say that's the kind of people that you guys are. That's the kind of fucking shit. Totally. We've been shat on so much, dog. Like we just developed a different way. Like it just, man. There's got to be some other kind of better way, and we can't be like them. And we got to be better. All of the we got to be better uh, than the motherfuckers that give us so much shit. Like all of that rears itself in just how we raise our kids, and how our village functions as an educational center when it does. Um, for the next generation is like, man, y'all got to be better. One, let me educate you about the world that you're about to, you know, walk into so you don't get, you know, kabonked on the way in and not know what the fuck's going on. And wow, I was betrayed. I thought that that was my friend and they didn't have my best interests at heart. Let me show you who you're dealing with. As soon as we're born, our parents set us down and they're like, let me show you what you're dealing with. Ain't even sat the Gerbers on the table yet. Let me show you who you're dealing with. And we get... Like we go through just a lifelong education on how to stay alive here and how to flourish, how what, to do well you, and how to 
not um, create a situation that's beyond our control because that can easily spin out of control because we don't have a lot of control here. And so we have this lifelong like education. Like we can't just go out like mom, dad, so-and-so is having a party. Can I go? Who going to be there? Mm. Where is it? What neighborhood is it? What part of town is it? Because my parents' jobs, and I've heard this time and time again when we had nuclear fallouts, it was, I'm not here to be your friend, Vontae. I'm not here to be your friend. I am put on this earth to keep you alive. Mm. I am I, here to raise you up to be the best man that you can possibly be. And to do that, you know, it's going to like it. You know, it's going to understand. But when you get, like, if you live long enough to get to my age, all things go well. Son, someday you'll understand. You'll see. Why mm. I can't just let you go and do what you want to do, when you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to do it, who you want to do it with. I can't just do that. Like, mm. it was an interrogation, you know, just so I wouldn't ask. I just, I was a homebody. Thank goodness I was an intro, like, like a fucking introvert. I'd rather be at home, but watching I think your, some of that anime. was conditioning. Watch- Watching your anime and not telling anybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> some of that had to be conditioning, too. So I was you just know, like, you know, it's safe. You know, it's safer. I was, I, was having, I was having a conversation with, um, having a conversation with a white director. And he was talking about uh, a film that he was making. And we were talking about the, the difference in the white and black experience of getting pulled over. Okay. And I think he, he was talking about a, a, a black actor that he had been working with who, who was going to work with him on this film. And the black actor was explaining to him, you know, I mean, when an officer pulls me over, I mean, I'm both hands on the wheel where they can see it. I'm, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this, and this white director was talking about, well, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Like, like you shouldn't have to do that. And, and I said to him, I'm like, it, it doesn't matter, dude. He, he's trying to live like he's trying to make sure he gets through that experience in one piece and gets home and he's like yeah but it's just, i'm like that that is that is not how um responsible black parents raise their kids they raise them so they can survive and and you need to get that like i don't want any of my black friends getting killed over the fact that they should be able to question a cop just like I could. Why did you pull me over? Like, I don't want to hear, you know, Cervante had something terrible happen because he tried to have the same rich experience getting pulled over. Like, like you're not trying to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for, I think it's important because I think a lot of white people, they, they, they want to say this, oh, I don't see color, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I get what they mean when they say that. But you need to see color. You like got it. You better. Color so you can try to respect color and understand color. And mm. you may not be able to walk. You know, like I told you about getting pulled over a couple of times and dealing with a shitty cop. That doesn't mean that I understand what it's like. But to try to extrapolate that times a million or more, to try to just have a tiny thread of empathy to then blow up and, and find some way to... You know, I can't even imagine what that's like. But let me step into that world. And, and maybe actors are really good at this because we get a role. <laughs> you know, and we break it down. We're like, okay, who am I in there? Oh, okay. 
I'm a young black man. Okay, well, what, okay, well, what is my day like? What is my, what are my interactions like? You know, and so on and so forth. And so maybe, maybe like the creative act, acting, artistic mind helps us step into that a little more. But, you know, I think when, I think when white folks are just like, I don't see color and et cetera, et cetera, I, I, I think they're missing the boat because you should see it. Yeah, I've been, I've, uh, I've been telling white folks that my whole fucking life when they say that boat, that bogus bullshit because, they say it to me thinking that they are avant-garde. Like, woo, that's a dynamic way of thinking. They're on a high I don't see them. color. I interpret that as you're fucking blind, though? <laughs> okay. You don't see color. I see so many. Well, they don't be, <laughs> and what, I damn sure see you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What that translates to is I don't want to be blamed for stuff. Yeah, like I'm lazy. I plead yeah. the fifth. Let me just absolve myself of any and all guilt associated with racism. I'll You're, take all the perks of it. While condoning racism at the same fucking yeah. time. It's like, oh, okay, so yeah. I guess we're by ourselves in this whole fucking thing. Is that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. That's really yeah. what you're saying. If you're like, I don't see race, well, you better because uh, if little Timmy ends up slipping up and calling someone of a certain persuasion a certain thing and he gets in trouble for that shit, what the fuck you gonna say? Yeah. Hmm? Because he heard a friend say it who didn't have parents that didn't see color. They damn sure saw color. In fact, little Timmy called him colored. <laughs> He's heard it somewhere before. It didn't have to be your household. So what are you gonna do? I think you should educate your kid. That way there's not a misunderstanding. Yeah. I think you should educate your kid because he's gonna maybe have some black friends. And if he's going to keep those black friends, he's going to have to be able to uh, have a proper amount of empathy, not sympathy, empathy and understanding, Yeah, you know, give him a more critical eye so he can break some of these situations down and maybe use his privilege to maybe knock down some obstacles and doors that that brother can't. Yeah. Not just alone, not him being who he is. He can't just be. You know what I'm saying? And as a result, use your fucking privilege. Sesame, open Sesame this fucking door that, uh, you know, old buddy way back when locked for me, just for me being me. You know what I'm saying? Use your privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we get pulled over, hey, bro, you slide to the driver's seat and you talk your shit and just get us home. <laughs> I don't know. Use your privilege, you know, because y'all can clearly talk, just talk all kind of shit. And we're like, bro, I can't breathe wrong, blink wrong. You know what I'm saying? My eyes getting dry. I'm like, I don't want to imply that I'm even here right now. So I'm just 10 and 2. You know what I'm saying? Officer, I'm now taking my right hand, extending it toward the... This is what the fuck we got to do, bro. I know. I know Easy, you do. Whack, I know. Name is fuck. But we got to move like, uh, you know. Do you, do you, almost, do you almost see cops as a different race, hmm? do you do you almost look at the cops as their own separate race? Like, like oh, uh, like they're like they're blue people. The upper echelon of, of of whites. No, 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 no. Like, like cops. Like the culture of being a cop. Oh, cop, cops, cops. My bad. Cops. I, yeah, I I misheard you. Nah, just cops. Oh, okay. 
just because, just some bitch ass dudes that uh, did some bitch ass shit. Because there, because there are times that I look at cops and I think, I, I oh no, they're very them. white to us. They're very white. Even for even sure. the black cops. Even the black cops. Oh, just cops, man. Okay, okay. Because I, because I, I it, 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 it ain't a whole lot of black cops just slaying people either. You know what I'm saying? But it, um, in fact, my dad, um, my dad's cousin. I, I have a cousin, uh, Maynard, Maynard Waller. Uh, rest in power he was killed in the line of duty so we've had law enforcement in our family but bitch ass cops are bitch ass cops it's not every last one of them you know i'm friends with one um he's a great dude you know we've had certain conversations that went a certain kind of direction because he has a certain kind of leaning obviously you know it it's also a culture within being a cop itself you know just within that kind of world you know what i'm saying he's going to sure. be for guns or you know this or that which i get like that's his that's his experience he was a uh a special ops like sh- like sharpshooter he's seen some other kind of shit so he's gonna have a different kind of opinion about certain things i understand that right. i can have friends who have that who, who who have those things like i value having not the same as that person seven times over and i have seven friends it's like no i want a nice array of different kinds of human beings i just want like quite simply the dopest human beings in my life no matter where they come from, what they look like, you know, but they tend to be on kind of the same shit, but they're not the same kind of person for sure. Like their interests or anything like that. Yeah. I just have some cool ass fucking people in my life. You included. And I'm thankful for y'all. But uh, as far as that shit, man, nah, just wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the, the whole, the whole reason that I bring that up is I just look at the power position that they're in and they can be so autonomous with, if they pull out that, I fear for my life bullshit. They're good. Oh like, yeah. That's you know? back to the Karen shit, right? And I like, think that's so, so corrupting. Like yeah, I, I like empowers them so much. You've even seen that shit in movies like LA confidential or whatever. Like, you know, you see the cats go in. All right, so when we rush in, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you in the chest, okay? And you go, ah, and then you fall off over the couch, okay? And then I'm gonna fire there, and then there. Um, and so when they ask you, you know, ASAC Trader, um, do, 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 and then they have the alibi and everything set up so they can do the shit. So they can you know, just, well, right. They have a story, a whole narrative already of how it's going to go down. This is what we're going to do. Stick to the fucking yeah. script, stick to the script. And homeboy ain't got shit to say in defense. He's fucking dead. Right. Well, you know Minneapolis, Minneapolis tried this the night that this happened. There was the quote that they read where they said, oh, the officers noticed he was in medical distress and he died at the hospital sometime later. No, he defecated on himself right there on the street. Like he, he relieved his bowels on the street. Like, and, and them coming out saying, oh, they noticed he was in medical distress. Like they tried to say, if, if it weren't for that camera footage, it, it would have been, been the same old shit. It would have been the same old shit. Yeah, because it's a whole, it's it's like a whole lot of, um, the irony with, and I mean, white people say this all the time, like, uh, I feared for my life. I feared for my life. You sound like that you, woman just clutching her pearl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that the man you oh, murdered feared for his life? In fact, if I recall, watching the video... He begged for his life. 
over yeah. and over and over call again. For, call for his mother. Yeah. Like that shit. Who was already like, dead. Yeah, that's when your brain is well. shutting down. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no white people who... What's funny about it, about white people claiming the fear for their lives in certain situations is that's how scarcely it happens. <laughs> what they're talking about is how how um, sporadic they have to fear for their lives. That's a like pretty nice happened, life. That's like a pretty nice experience. Once or twice in their life. Yeah, like, oh brothers, my gosh, we went white we went whitewater rafting. We went whitewater rafting and we were, oh my gosh, we went to level three. We were only like equipped for level one. And I there saw was this rapid. I it saw was huge. Snake. I, could, I saw a snake. I, I feared for my life. I feared for my life. When like, whenever I see, and I'm not lying, I even talk about this with um, homies of mine. I'm like, bro, like, mm. it's an... I don't know if it's in our DNA at this point, probably is, but I don't even like red and blue lights together. I hear you. See, hear so you. what I mean by that is I can drive by a joint and the reflection, like at night and when it rains, everything's super reflecty, right? Everything's, uh, we're going to go reflecty right now. Fuck it. And so <laughs> everything is a, is a reflective surface, right? And so, you see lights shining off of things, bouncing off of mirrors and shit. Well, if it hits my rear view, that mm. open sign that's still on, open, open, open. Like for like a Domino's pizza, at, it's yeah, like red, white, and blue. At an establishment, just an open sign that's luminous enough and it bounce off of my shit. I'm uh -huh. thinking it's a whoop, whoop. And I'm like, fuck, my heart is up here in my neck now. And I'm like, wow. Ooh, uh, and then I'm looking for shit to be wrong. And I'm like, I ain't do shit wrong, but just be driving and be black at the same time. And I'm looking around and shit like, uh, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine, but ain't everything okay. Cause he about to, uh, oh shit, ain't no cops behind me. Oh shit. And then I drive by and it's like a laundromat with just an open sign, just a bright ass open sign where I'm driving by. Chios and Encino, that's a big ass red and blue sign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if that just causes my heart to jump. I can't control that. It's just fight or flight. It's just like, who? Oh, okay. Fuck. Have you have you ever had a situation where for your own protection you whipped out your cell phone? Like turned it on or whatever? Or like you know how you know how I some, some guys some guys they get pulled over and they just put the phone right there at the center and I wasn't thinking quick enough, man. I was just like trying. See, I go to try. I go to trying to not move as much as possible, cause I know that he's coming around like this. Just his hand is on his hip, like oh, this yeah. and shit. And I'm not trying to fucking budge. And I'm like, man, I want to get my shit and set it up, but that's too much fucking movement. You know, he's going for the glove box, guy, 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 and then that's it. Ain't no, right. there is no my side to the story. That's yeah, the thing about yeah, this situation. Yeah, there is no my side to the story. I just have to get home. My only goal after a certain time is just to get home. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, um, I worked in nightlife, you know what I'm saying? I was a bouncer and shit. And I'm out there with everybody, just the craziest of the crazy, right? Nothing really good happens after two in the morning, let's be honest, unless you got something squared away. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, well. great things do happen after two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But uh, aside okay. from that, I'm, I'm just trying sure, to get I'm home. Sure the young lady would find find you a nice option at like two. I'm I'm trying to uh to dodge, duck, 
dip, dive, and dodge all coppers because everyone at that time is going home from the clubs, home from the bars, nightlife establishments, mm-hmm. somebody's crib, party, whatever's going to be. They're trying to go home, and then the cops are looking for them, and I ain't trying to get caught in the middle of that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're just, I don't – trying to – I don't trying to live so you can wake yeah. up the next day and do it all over again. and do it again. And I don't want to deal with cops at all. Like, I don't even want to, cause I don't know what the, the percentage points are, but our probability of survival just drops when we get stopped, sir. Have you seen these videos of them yeah. tuning the motherfuckers up for no reason? Like killing them right in front of their wife, the kids, you know what I'm saying? Oh, the that shit. video is yeah. unbelievable. And so, I don't want to have to, and, and and I tell people this all all like all the fucking time. I'm like, I don't want to have to answer nobody's questions, at all. So when people ask me to do shit, and I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to have. I don't want to have to answer nobody's questions. And it's usually cats who ain't like me who are trying to get me to do all this goofy, crazy shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to answer nobody's questions. Like what? What do you? What do you? What are you referring to? I don't understand. It's just. Whatever it might be, like, hey man, uh, meet me at the, uh, you, you know, when it's super late or something like that, or it's like. Hey, uh, let's go to this after hours uh, thing. Oh, I got like, it. I'm not trying to answer nobody's questions. Got it. I don't want nobody to be curious enough to just want to see what's inside of the box that I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to. And I ain't got to be riding dirty at all, kid. I ain't got to be riding dirty. They can oh, smell some shit up. It. They can sprinkle some crack on me. Sprinkle some crack on me. Yeah, totally. Flash said. And then what are you? And then what are you gonna say? Oh, that wasn't mine, because. That's what bro, it's my word you. against their word. And I'm like, bro, if that's if I'm still around and able to just, you know, give them my side of the story. I ain't got time you, for the shit. If you no don't resist the rest and yeah, all that. I, I have no time for that shit. None of it. Yeah. And so I'm I'm like, I just avoid. Um, that's how I process information. That's how I was raised to process information. Like I have to use my, you know, I know common sense isn't so common, but I got to use my fucking noodle. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, it's just after any phone call, my dad says, be smart, stay safe. Like, especially now, he's like, be smart, be smart, stay safe, be smart. Mm-hmm. Tell me to be smart. Ain't nobody else's dad's telling them to be smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're probably going to be okay, Rich. Odds are you're going to be fine. Generally speaking, I know you've yeah. gone through trials yeah. like yeah, that, yeah. like but you know i'm talking about white guy <laughs> no, I, no I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it I yeah like that. you like so. you've been through some shit but i'm just saying in general i'm like you're probably gonna be okay you're probably gonna yeah. be just fine and you're probably gonna have to just be mediocre and do and and being mediocre you can do just great things fucking fantastic things we got to be fucking phenomenal fantastic creme de la creme the cream of the crop we got to be the best we have to be the best we gotta be so fan, like so, just so good. Well, well luckily, good. luckily for you, that that doesn't that doesn't come too hard. Man, uh, let me. I wanna I wanna ask you a quick question before I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dogs are getting more riled up. You two need to calm down. Um, but uh, so we talked about what you've seen the last week and a half that white folks have done right. Let's talk a little bit about like some of the things that that you have seen that have been whether they've just been flat out wrong or just misguided like there there was a lot of there was a lot of um attention given to drew Brees today uh which i which i caught up on just a little bit before we started taping this 
but um, what do you make of like some of the white folks that, you know, they hear, they hear Black Lives Matter and then they want to respond with all lives matter. Fuck them. Stuff like that. Fuck now, do you, now, do you take that, do you take that as an inherently racist statement on that person's part? Because see, I look at it like this. The whole point of Black Lives Matter, from from a white guy perspective, a well-intentioned white guy perspective, is our we we are we are we are we are ahead in the race. We need to stop and tie our shoe, and let let y'all catch up to us so we can march together. It's not about saying all lives matter when we're trying to focus on Black Lives Matter, because the Black lives are the ones that we need to catch up to the all. Right. So I'm not somebody who, you know, I want to thump my chest and say all lives matter because even though intrinsically that's kind of the point that Black Lives Matter is making in, in my take that, hey, all lives matter, including ours and ours. And by ours, I'm, I'm saying black people like and, and ours hasn't mattered for a long time. And we're trying to we're trying to reach that summit. So, but but I also look at the white people who say that and say all lives matter. And I think I think you have to go like case by case basis. I don't think every white person that is saying all lives matter, I don't think that they realize the the harm that that can do. Uh, but then I think there are some white people that are that are absolutely doing it in a way to take attention for Black Lives Matter. But what is your take on that? Like, there are some people who would just say, well, you even said it here early. You know, if people are saying all lives matter, fuck them. So, like, do you, do you look at that? Like, everybody who says all lives matter actually cognitively realize what they're, what they're doing and what they're saying? <laughs> Remember that PhD in white people I was telling you about? Yeah, you did say that. Okay, right? so we're well aware that... Um, especially me, uh, that they've uh, created a coded language. Um, new ways to call people niggas without calling them one. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, a hardworking, super mediocre college basketball player can just hustle and work hard but have really no real super I like how you called it mediocre, athletic gifts. <laughs> but, but this guy, is uh, he's a workhorse. He, he just works hard and he's, he's pretty. He's passionate, he's gritty, and he's got yeah. so much heart. So much heart, yeah. Rich. And yeah. what they're saying is he's fucking garbage compared to these other cats, but he gets a little bit of playing time because he does bust his ass. And, I mean, we we respect meritocracy, you know what I'm saying? And uh, then we get his bitch ass back on the side, you know, here, and then we get the, you know, our starting five back in there in the race. Um, um, and we, because uh, we're trying to win, but when you call some guy who responds um, aggressively to a situation in like a basketball game, he's like, yeah. And then he does a little fucking fist pump or something like that. And he's white. He's just passionate. He's, he's just a, he's just a hard worker. You know what I'm saying? And uh, his name is I Mason. Mean, you, his his, 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 his name is Mason or something. And then like the other guy who responds in a similar fashion. Um, and I see this time and time like, again. Like Draymond. Like Draymond, probably yeah, great whatever it's going to be, right? Not so much in the NBA, but definitely in college basketball. Um, smaller market shit. That guy's a thug somehow. So, somehow 
he's a thug, something, just something with a horrible connotation, like a thug or a hoodlum or, you know, You know what's that. amazing about the word thug? I was thinking about the word thug today. When I was growing up, and up until I was like maybe in my 20s, whenever I heard the word thug, I pictured some Sons of Anarchy shit. Me like too? The word, the word thug to me is like, like a, a, a motorcycle, like a white, you know, mullet motorcycle gang Bruh. kind of guy. Like that, that, did the word get hijacked? I mean, because I understand words when, get hijacked. when I, when I, obviously it's used as coded language now, but I'm just like, when did that happen? Look, call, to me was always like a, a, a white trash person. They're always hijacking shit, bro. I mean, you know this. Uh, so, like, black people tend to take on words that they've been called for forever, too. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, take it, ownership of it. it's a part of them um, taking, like, just, all right, I'm going to just take what used to hurt me, and I'm going to just turn it into something that makes me feel more powerful and emboldened. And so, you can't hurt me with it because now it's mine, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I was like, call me a thug so much, refer to me as a thug so much. Now, I got a tattoo across my stomach called Thug Life. And so, yeah, now you got... Black people call them themselves thugs and uh, referring to this life as a thug life and this and that. Um, mm -hmm. That's, you know, the same thing as the N-word. Um, it's a similar kind of situation. Um, but this coded language that, that I'm talking about. With the all lives matter. Stuff, yeah. They think that they're slick. They think that they have created a way of speaking to their people, their tribe, and not alerting or rising the defenses of the people also in the mainstream or in the public sphere. So that thug thing versus the passion and hard work or mediocre guy thing. Um, and then you also have, um, what was it talking about? Oh, 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 what was your question again? And then I, um, it'll, you know, draw my memory. Um, we were, Oh, all uh, lives I, matter. All lives matter. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because because okay. I, I was coming from the standpoint of I don't think everyone who says that as a response actually knows what they're doing. I, I do think I know. there are people who are doing it. But okay. maybe that's my whiteness thinking that. And right. I'm ready to be wrong. So um this has been going on for so long and we've uh, dealt with this coded language of this double speak for so long that they don't they don't think that we're privy to that uh I immediately just transcribe what, like, what the fuck people are really saying. I have that ability in general, just in it's general. I'm like, all right, start, what he right? really motherfucking said. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. when they say all lives matter, they're saying that your life don't, like, like yours does not, it doesn't matter. That looks worse. The optics are way worse when you just say, no, it don't. <laughs> we don't care. Shut the fuck up. Right? right? Because it's used because there's nowhere to go after that. There is no conversation. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. We want you to focus on why we're upset. And why we're upset is about something egregious and appalling. You should care. What they're saying is all lives matter. There is no conversation after that. What they're saying is I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. All lives matter. Yeah. Because if all lives matter, then who am I to complain about mine? When everyone else gets, like, everyone else has a seat at the table of their own affairs, like, they could, you know, you know, uh, white women especially, I mean, the complaints, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can definitely 
broach an issue and that shit get taken care of uh, lickety split pretty snappy you know what i'm saying but yeah, let's some like the, this color, has been the year of the white woman in terms of it illuminating they do pretty well they do this stuff they do pretty well you know what i'm saying like women's suffrage definitely was a beneficiary of you know the civil rights movements as well under that umbrella you know what i'm saying and so but there was a womanist movement as well for obvious reasons it was because that was another institution that didn't include like women of color like it didn't matter yeah imagine you know um Michelle Williams and like Madam C.J. Walker, like they were all like, you know, they were womanists. Alice, Alice Walker, I'm sorry. Um, and I think Michelle Thomas, I can't recall her name, but there was a separate movement even there because they saw through what that really was. It was still, it's like, no, it's pretty much about us. This is our book club. And this yet again, another club that you're not um, welcome in that you know that you haven't been invited to so all lives matter they're saying that your life doesn't matter blue lives matter it's assumed already that all lives matter what we're saying is that also our lives matter right you know what i'm saying they're not saying the same thing and they know that shit because the only thing that's required when a motherfucker says from a disenfranchised group when they say black lives matter for sure i agree it does I concur. I support you. I am with you. The shit that you see today, like some of the shit that you like see today, is what we've been trying to get motherfuckers to understand. It's like, no, 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 no. We're living the lives, the assimilated lives of uh, the people whose lives matter. Like we know your lives matter. That's why we're so fucking mad. Is because your it's only your lives that seem to matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I would mm-hmm. love to. And I said this in um, the other podcast. I, I would love to have no complaints, no worries, no concerns. I would love to just go shopping and not have to, you know. Um, not hear that walkie-talkie. Just not have to be aware. Like, not have to. I'm just so aware, you know, because I have to be fully aware of my environment because it can turn against me at any moment. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I got to really focus at a bonfire, you know, back in Kentucky, like, back home and I didn't have any negative experiences, but that shit could have went super South, bro. So far off for the, you know, the back roads, you know, surround. Oh my God. Yeah. In the middle of a farm and it's nothing but, you know, and they were some good people. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like white people surrounded by them. You're the only brother for miles. Like I was the only black person wherever I was forever. Like for so often when I saw another black person, Hey, black man. Hey, black man. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Keep at it. Back at you. Keep pushing. Like, wow, I saw a brother today. That's what's have up. you have you, you ever didn't seen see no movie? brothers until you went home, and then then you saw your actual brother, or your mom, or your dad. Like, this is what the fuck it was. Have, have you ever um, seen the movie? Uh, it's it's a spoof movie, but it's called Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's where there's there's a character in there that literally. He calls himself the token black guy. He's like, I'm the token black guy. He got mad and as fuck when there was another brother in there. Exactly. At the same party. Like, yeah, and they're like, these are oh. my white people. What are you? These like, are mine. What are you, these white what are people? you doing here? And then, the, and then the other black guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, go go on and find your, go find your, or or like the Key and Peele sketch of the acapella sketch. Oh, that's my what God. that joke was about, man. Like, that's oh, what that so was hilarious. like. That's the kind of place that that came from was, uh, access was so scarce access can be so scarce that they 
made light of something that's a real kind of thing, like some hating ass dudes might try to think that this is that, like if you're at an SAE party, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or like a, you know, like a teak party. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the frat parties and shit. And you see one token dude there. He's probably a member of something like that. And then he's looking at you in like a certain kind of way. He's like, I don't know who that is, but I know that he's trying to encroach upon my whites. You know, like that's the kind of, you know, like, like these that, are my, hey, these are my seven hidden, white boys. That's a hidden animus, man. Like enemies on all fronts. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. But that's yeah. the kind of thing. So that's the all lives matter thing. It's like, I know what you're saying. Like what you're saying is shut the fuck up, my guy. Just I think I think up. I think what I think what happens with a lot of that stuff is maybe on a subconscious level, and maybe sometimes my own empathy gets me in trouble because I'm trying to understand where people are coming from, and my default is most people are good, you know. So I'm trying to like understand all people, including white people who want to say all lives matter, right? That's um, um yeah, it's just um that's active reactionary suppression. They don't want to have a conversation at all. Like they don't want to have a conversation. They, they have this guilt already that they walk with in general, I'm sure. And so right. they don't want to be reminded of the work that has to be done. Because people are lazy in general. Right. Especially when you get home from a long day of work. And like, I don't want I don't want to be reminded of more work. I just worked all day. And I don't want to have to do work on me for sure. Because that means I got to do work on me if I'm going to do work on the community. I got to do work on me because I know I'm not perfect. And damn sure my community ain't perfect. And it's full of imperfect people doing imperfect things. So I don't want to have to do more work. Like, it's quite simple. It's like, all lives matter. But, but that's the experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying, matter. bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bitch, I know what you're saying. All lives matter. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, what you're saying is white lives matter because it's assumed like all is white. Well, because the, the story that they tell themselves is I'm a good person. I'm not, I'm not engaging in racism. I'm not calling people, you know, racist names. I don't judge people racially. So therefore I live in a world that is not racist, quote unquote. I don't see and color. To say, and to say <laughs> Black Lives Matter means that I now have to acknowledge the fact that I live in a different reality than I'm willing to acknowledge and I have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I just yeah. live in this Pollyanna, all lives matter world, I don't have to do anything different. Yeah, like that's their matrix. You know, it's like, they're like, I don't wanna, I really don't wanna unplug. I just really don't. I'm in Leave it to Beaverland, I'm in Pleasantville. I'm in whatever that neighborhood was called <laughs> in Weeds. That's where I fucking reside. That's where I'd rather be. I don't want to be reminded of anybody's struggle because I'm struggling myself with some things that I probably shouldn't consider a struggle because they're certainly, certainly not struggles compared to people who do, you know, do actually struggle. And, but, and you, know what, you know what else is amazing about black people? Never in my life has a black person not made room for my struggle. You know, like if I was going through a tough time or like when I had my car accident or when I was dealing with my disabilities or anything like that, I've, I don't know if some white people are afraid that if they acknowledge black people struggle, that they're just going to, you know, they're going to one up them and be like, well, you know, you didn't have to go through slavery or you didn't have to go through that, you know, so on and so forth. But I have never had a black person not make room for my personal struggle. Like, again, 
Rich, that's the kind cool. of motherfuckers you dealing with, <laughs> man. Know. We invented cool, bro. You know, I'm like, y'all should get y'all some brothers, like some black friends. Like, we will support the fuck out of you. We I just totally asking for y'all it. to support the fuck out of us. We just all trying to chill. Y'all won't let us. We're just trying to chill. Well, I'll let you, but I, I unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't speak for very many white people. Yeah, I wish you spoke yeah. for more shit. You know I'm what I'm saying? I try. No. You know one thing. You know one thing that's really interesting. So I grew up in West Virginia, um, where I mean there was definitely racism in West Virginia. Now, luckily, I've driven through it plenty of times. Them sandstone mountains. It just it just start driving faster. But um, we try but, to speed through West Virginia. Yes, indeed. I don't blame you. I I, I mean I think West Virginia is like ninety seven percent white or something crazy like that. Or at least I it was. Got y'all beat. Well, when I when I was growing up there, at least it was that. But we had our pockets, right? Like, like we had our our black neighborhood pockets, where like where you know, wherever Randy Moss is from, wherever Randy Moss is from, wherever Randy Moss is from. I remember when I was growing up, we lived in an upper white, um, upper upper middle class, all white neighborhood. There was one black family in the neighborhood, and and they were exactly what you described before, like ridiculously hardworking people. Um, I don't want to say overachieve because that sounds like I'm diminishing the potential of the individual, but in terms of societal expectation, extremely overachieved uh, for them to be in that neighborhood. Um, but one thing that I have noticed um, in like the last 20 years, 25 years, something like that, is I'm, I'm never around white people that are like like if it's only white people around okay and i live in glendale so i'm practically like the only white dude here. <laughs> i was about to say yeah. seriously that's like, an like interesting during, demographic like, bro but dude during protests in glendale like i got my little mask and i got these eyebrows i'm totally safe man like nobody is even gonna mistake me for it for a white dude uh-huh. <laughs> but um but i don't i don't fear racism has has gone real undercover if it if it's gone undercover like i I don't i don't ever i can't remember the last time whether it's at a party or whether it's like you're playing poker with a bunch of guys and somebody somebody brings a friend that you don't really know about who is this dude you know that kind of thing um but I, i i can't remember the last time i was ever around somebody who like used a racist a racist term or the n-word or just something ugly or derogatory to where the the cool ones among us would be like hey what the fuck is wrong with you like you know why are you acting like that like i don't even i don't even see that you know and and so i i equate that to two reasons number one i do a pretty good job of picking who i'm gonna spend my time with but then two People are just more low-key about it with dog whistles and, and coded language, like you were saying, and things like that. So I don't, I don't see it much myself, but I'm always, I'm always on the alert to try to like, make sure that, that people aren't saying stuff that, that they shouldn't be saying. And if I ever hear anything that is counterculture to what I believe. I mean, I'll speak up. I'll be like, well, you got to look at it from their point of view. Like, 
I wouldn't be crazy about white people right now. You know, like just those kind of things. Like I, I try to add to conversation when I see opportunities to do it. But like white boys aren't out here just flinging, you know, racist epithets and stuff like that. But maybe that's because they're getting more sophisticated with it or whatever. I don't know. I wouldn't but, call them sophisticated people. Um, well, you're right about ever. that. You're right. You're but, right. I, I just but, meant I just meant their methodology is a little more. I will, slick. I will say it's like they've developed the kind of uh, f- like finesse, but you know, for me, it's like uh, plain as day type shit, man. Oh, I mean, you can still see them. It's subtle. You know, you ain't got to stick your head out the window and sound like Clayton Bigsby for me to see you. <laughs> like for me to fucking see you. I, Good I, reference. I I see you. You know what I'm saying, but. It's like little shit. Like some people are just patriots, you know, just patriotic people. You know, and uh, when you see it's little things like, um, you know, and this isn't um, a blanket kind of statement. I don't intend for it to be that kind of way. But for instance, (laughs) you see someone who basically just got American flag jeans on, American flag, uh, you know, the, the the trucks in the sky, you know, which is cool. I like BFTs, big fucking trucks. You know, that's where I come from. But, you know what I'm saying? Just everything's got a flag on it and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is my country too. But I think you're trying to imply something different about. That's kind you know of crazy though, right? How, how the flag has. It's taken on this bizarre meaning. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's taken it's on a different kind of symbol. And so, and I'm very aware of what they intend for it to mean it to mean when they sent like even to a point to where I was wearing at this um the bar I worked at uh I would have to take the flag down every night or put the flag up somebody walks up oh, to okay. me uns- unsolicited and is like what are you doing with that flag and I look down at him like it's not a need it's not a need to concern yourself with what I'm doing with the flag don't worry about it. You's going about your business. You're like, let's not have a conversation. I'm hang it upside down. It's one. It's one forty-two a.m. Let's not have a conversation about flags. I'm not about to have a conversation yeah. with you about anybody's flag, yeah. the the rolling technique of the flag, or none of that. Kick rocks with flip flops yeah. on. But yeah. it, it's or um, even look at the color red. People, like, I love the color red. Can't. Can hardly wear the color red anymore. Well, things wear a red hat. It's just uh, semiotics. Semiotics. Everything symbolizes something, right? On some kind of level, everyone does something with whether they consciously think about it or whether they subconsciously think about it. They're doing what they're doing for a reason. They do or do not understand, but it's with an intent. It always has an intention behind it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I see like somebody just. American flag, everything. Well, they know how I probably feel about my country right now. They probably, they probably know, they probably understand how I feel about this place and my place in this place. But their goal was to hopefully maybe get me to see them in that or with that and get a little uncomfortable, maybe a little disenchanted. They want to, they want to remind me of whose country they believe it is and Mm-hmm. Who, who who it belongs to and that they're proud of it 
what this or else, right? You should too, or you can get the fuck out of here. You like, and that yeah. might not be everybody. It might be the owner of Rex Quando Taekwondo. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just likes to do roundhouse kicks and uh, American flag pants. I don't know, but yeah. it's taking on a different meaning, and they know what that new meaning is. They developed that new meaning. Those are your new patriots, like. Um, and their vision or their version of America doesn't necessarily have you in it. It doesn't. And what they're dressed up for is tomorrow's America and doesn't really have you in it. They don't have you in mind per se, because they know for a fact that we're not about to just lay down and just accept this country as it is and, and as it stands. But what they're proud of is what this country is and what it stands for and how it currently stands. They know that we ain't about to be down with that, but they're decked out. They want to have a conversation, right? You know, it's the same kind of way in some instances where some, you know, a nice lady, she might be shy. You're in a public space, maybe at a bar. Um, and uh, she kind of positions herself to possibly be approached. This is old school. I don't know what the new chicks yeah. be about because they be on some weird shit, but yeah. You know, this is how I used to go. Like they, you know, they would try to position themselves. They're not just gonna they wanna be coy, you know, have an air yeah. of class and mystery. So they're just gonna put themselves in the kind of area, general and if they area. Raised to say yeah. a woman doesn't approach and so on. So yeah, they're gonna put themselves in range, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They're hoping you they're hoping you get on your mansion and just slide up there and just see what's up. Introduce yourself yeah. and just see what happens and see where it goes. Yeah. It happened often. You know, guys are chicken shits and, uh, you know, it's a different kind of environment out there, I understand, but that sort of thing. And so they also posture. It's posturing. This is what animals do. Mm-hmm. Watch National Geographic. It's posturing, right? It's the same thing as you puffing your chest down, you know what I'm saying? Looking bigger than you are. Bullfrogs do that shit. You know what I'm well, saying? It's all, it's all the shit that they tell us to do if you come across a bear. Well, yeah. Like, like wave your big. arms. Yeah. Noise. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look bigger than you are. Right. And so it's posturing. I know this. I can just, it's energy too. It's the kind of energy that they have, you know, as well. I just, I know what it is. I know what it is. I've been acquainted with this my entire life. I know what this shit is. I know what it means. And I know that you don't know that I know what it means, but you hope that I do. You want this to be something that I'm not going to allow it to be, but you wouldn't mind going there if I was willing to go. Yeah, or they they want to implant the idea in your head that all you that. then that you then take four or five steps down the road, and then all they've done is is say, "Hey, that's boy, right," or that's whatever. Right. Yeah, it's that kind of attitude. Yeah, that's right. That that's right. Yeah, that's or uh-huh. yeah, dude, that's right. <laughs> well, so you know, where are they from? I know what it means. I know what it is. So let's um, um, I've got. I've got two dogs that I need to uh, feed here. They've been, they've been staring at me like crazy. They're going to eat my leg. What are the dogs' names, by the way? Oh, my gosh. Well, there's Gracie, and then there's Hannah, and then there's Miri, M-I-R-I. Shout out to uh, Gracie, Hannah, and Miri. Yeah, and Hannah just had open chest surgery last week. So Hannah is downstairs, isolated from the other two. So, so is had, everyone else. Had her, <laughs> had her lungs collapsed. So Hannah is... Socially distancing from these other two, but, um, <laughs> but she's she's on the men, so she got a she got a major surgery, so she's she's on the men. But um, how do you um, uh, 
you know, we talked at the very beginning about low expectations. What do you, what do you think happens in Minneapolis from a results standpoint? And what do you, and what do you hope happens? And are they the same or are they different? What you expect and what you hope. I'm interested in the um, immediate justice, but what I'm also, obviously uh, that's by default. What I'm intrigued by and fascinated by is whether or not this was transformative. Transformative. I mean, it is now in us to give a fuck about us because I'm talking about us, big us, not little us, not lowercase us, capital us, like all of us. Because I think that for the first time, and I've had conversations, I'm, I made it a point to have a conversation with my dad and just with elders, with my elders, my black elders. I wanted to go. Yeah, how, are they, how are they taking it? I haven't talked to mom all yet. So thanks for reminding me. I'm going to call her tomorrow. Okay. I'm, call your mother. And No. Mom always, uh, not mom. Oh, mom always. Is that your grandma? Mom always my grandma. My that dad, was my grandmother too. We called my grandmother mama. For real? Yeah. yeah. Mama, man. M-A-W, M-A-W, Mama. That's funny. That's that yeah. country shit. We're country boys. It, it is. It's that's totally country, country shit. It isn't Mama. Yeah, it's Mama. Yeah, Mama. Mama. Hell no, that's funny, bro. So yeah. I made I made it a point. My grandma, my my mama Juanita. Okay. That was, that was Juanita. Yeah. She got a sister name too. I know. Yeah, that's a sister's name right there. And like, and cook like one too. Woo. Man, but uh, to answer your uh, yeah, the, the elder yeah, so what was the question again? I, I was asking what, what do you think is going to happen in Minneapolis oh. and, and, what do you, and what do you hope happens and are they different? Right. Like, so, do you think they're going to get convicted or do you think something's going to go wrong? So put them bitches in jail and then uh, again I'm more intrigued by you know I mean we're used to getting let down but I'm more intrigued by whether or not this is transformative because this shit will just cease to fly. It will cease to be okay. It never was okay. But I think the, this was more transformative because I see little, I see kids out there on the streets, young, young white people and young people of other, you know, other groups, other ethnicities outside of ours, outside of black folk fighting for black people and it's this justice sounds way more specific because um common in one of his songs um with john legend i want to say was talking about justice ain't you know this justice ain't specific enough that's what he means we're trying to this is not about racism about humanity no i don't need any of that diluted motherfucking bullshit this is highly concentrated we're talking about a specific group we're talking about black lives it's everyone else already gives a fuck about everybody else. But what remains to be seen is whether or not anybody else gives a fuck about us. Cause we've always had to go this alone. And there have been some white people sprinkled in there throughout all time. That ain't not nearly enough. I need all every last one of these motherfuckers, yeah. everybody that looks like everything else from every other place. All that you benefit, everyone fucking benefits, but us. Everybody needs to be out there on the streets. We can take this fucking day off, you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. We've done nothing but carry, you know what I'm saying? We, but like everyone else's plight on our backs, including ours, you know what I'm saying? And so, trans- well, the, well, the hope, the hope is that this 
specific scenario in this specific case becomes the general rule, right? Like, like we hope everybody extrapolates from that to just apply to not just to honor the memory of uh, George Floyd, but to just become the norm. And honor the existence, like honor the memory of, jo of George Floyd and everyone else who's fallen and succumb to this. Yeah, it's not, it's and not also honor the existence of black lives, black bodies, because black lives matters, like period. And so what's important and I think is transformative about this is that, guess what? These kids, this generation ain't been through a motherfucking thing, dude, until COVID-19 and until this. Yeah. This will transform yeah. their this whole generation's life now, the world over, because the world is talking about Black Lives Matters. The world mm -hmm. sees this today because we are on the world stage. We never expected this. But man, are we like man are we poisoned in a beautiful position right now as a humanity, as a whole human race, you know? And so these like this generation can't unsee this, can't unhear this, can't unexperience it. This has transformed tomorrow. Like it's already changed. We don't know how, but it's about to be better. My uh, my grandfather, by the way. So so uh, you know, you introduced me at the beginning. So my full name being Rich Finley Shoemate. Finley Shoemate was my papa. Okay, right, papa. So, yeah, papa Finley. Uh, Finley Shoemate, and he used to say all the time. He was like, uh, he called me son, even though I'm his grandson. He's like, son, uh, you need to give people roses while they can smell them. And hopefully, uh, you know, moving forward, that is what um, the world and, and especially white people in this country, like that, that we truly start to understand and appreciate black folks for who they are. And, you know, like we, we don't, I mean, look, I think, I think George Floyd is going to go down as a name that we never forget. I, I mean, that's certainly my hope, you know. Uh, the legacy that it seems like he's going to leave behind um, is going to be incredibly impactful and hopeful. And I hope that... Um, you know, I hope that gives his family some kind of comfort in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I know that the state of Minnesota is going to give his family a lot of comfort because the lawsuits will be flying, um, but they're more important things than money. Uh, but I, I, just, I just think the legacy of what's happened here uh, for somebody who has benefited from just popping out the color that I was I didn't really have anything to do with it, um, but I, I really hope that this is the one. Like you mentioned earlier about a perfect storm. I mean, this, this, this kind of, if this was going to happen, not that you would, like before COVID, right? Like we would never sit around and go, okay, well, what would the perfect scenario have to be for the world's attention to be shined on this issue? Like we would never write this because like nobody could see COVID coming, that kind of thing. But when you look at all the events that have happened, you got people not working, you got people pent up, you got people already irritated and angry and, you know, just in general about, about stuff that's not even like 
you're just looking at your roommate going, I'm, I'm getting pretty tired of looking at your mug, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, but now have something legitimately come along that, that legitimately deserves your, your ire and your animus and all of your frustration to be poured into. It really is kind of the, the perfect storm. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's weird, like the looting that has taken place and stuff like that. Like, I'm not down for the looting. I, I, I think it's, I think it's terrible that some people who were just opening their doors, um, you know, with the economy opening back up, like that, that this would happen to their businesses. And I mean, you got a lot of people of all colors, white, black, Asian, whatever the case may be, who have been affected by the looting. As far as, as far as like property damage, this is kind of the first time in my life where I'm like, the property damage? No, I get it. 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 And, and, you know, like everybody has tried to bastardize um, MLK's statement. Uh, MLK said, um, oh, I'm going to butcher it. I'm, I'm not going to remember it correctly, but he was like, he said, violence um, is the action of, of people who are not heard. Something, something along the lines of that. And that wasn't a threat on his part. That was just an empathetic understanding of what happens to people when they're not heard. And it's, it's a cautionary tale. You know, it, it's, not, it's not MLK endorsing violence or anything like that, but it's him saying, look, if things don't change, shit is going to get broken. You know, because because socially shit is already broken mm. so then physical shit gets broken you know so um there there are so many terrible stories i heard a story today what is what is the what is the guy's name is it david dunn or david dorn i think it's dorn 77 year old black man security guard trying to protect a business that was being attacked by looters and got killed there's like footage of him dying on the street and 77 years old, and he, he was a former cop, and, um, you know, he's somebody who's lost his life through the, the looting process, African-American man, and, and, and we won't hear as much about him, unfortunately, uh, and there are so many tragic tales of, of people who have been hurt by this process, but I hope, you know, and, and rest in power to all those people, and rest in power to the, to the good cops, you know, like, like, we got to we got to celebrate the good cops too. I had a conversation with a cop yesterday, just yesterday uh, in Glendale. And I went up to him and I was like, you know, how are things for you guys? I said, we're in Glendale. So I imagine your activity level is up, but not quite up like other communities. And then he laughed and he said, yeah, that's true. And then we started talking about it. And Cervantes, the, the anger in this cop's voice, this Armenian cop, the anger in his voice, about what the Minneapolis police force and the ripple effect that they've even felt here in Glendale, California. Like he was so angry. And he was like, that guy just does all of us a disservice. And he said, I wish I could have been there to pull my gun on him myself to get him off that. He was like, we're not trained that. We're not taught that here. I don't know what they're taught in Minnesota. Um, he was like, but it does so many of us a disservice. So 
you know, I think one of the, I think one of the most powerful words that any of us can ever use, whether we're talking white, black, men, women, anything, is the word those. And like, we need to point the finger at those shitty cops, those shitty white people. And it's, it's too easy for any of us, like, like whether it's, whether it's white people wanting to be afraid of black people or paint them all with one brush or whatever. It's like, no, if you, if you have a problem with one individual, that's, that's that individual, you know? So, um, I, I just, I just hope that, that the legacy of all of this stuff, I, I hope we look back on this in like five years and go, man, like ever since then, I mean, I don't live in a fantasy world. I don't think things are going to be perfect in five years, but it sure would be great to look back on it and say, man, there's, there's a significant difference. You know, like it, it'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful to see. And that's why I hope, um, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I just, Rich. I'm really, I'm really hopeful, but I'm nervous. I don't want to be disappointed. And <laughs> I haven't been disappointed anywhere near as many times as you, but, but I'm hoping, man, I'm rooting real hard. Let's I mean, I've been, I've been a Portland, I've been a Portland Trailblazers fan for 30 years, so I'm used to disappointment. So, you know, I'm, I'm pulling hard. Let, let's just put the work in, then. You're let's, right. Let's see and, to it. And it uh, let's fucking and it, work. And it's conversations like this, like, you know, white this folks is part of that work. That's right. White folks got to realize, like, look, just ask questions. Say, hey, how can I help? What is, you know, is, is this thought process helpful? Is it not helpful? Show me, show me a better way, you know. And and again, white people are awesome. So you guys are gonna be real forgiving of us stubbing our toe if you feel like we're trying to take the right step. That's how we do it, man. Um, oh. Those were uh, I couldn't say it better myself, uh, for real. Oh man. yeah, you could have. You're way more. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't true. No, you. Well, I love you, man. I love you too, my brother. Um, Rich Finley Schumann, what are your socials, sir? And I thank you so oh. much for coming by. I mean, people can check out my acting website. It's just richfinley.com. Rich um, I've, Finley. I've been real, I've been, I've been real quiet uh, because I'm on that low-key uh, lawsuit tip for my car accident. Oh, so, so I don't really need to blow up my socials too much. But, Bro, uh, I've been quiet on socials in general, shit, because that shit is whack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, I, just, um, I just put work up there, shit. But I just, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that that you wanted to jump on and talk. I've been, I've been thinking about you so much during all this stuff because we had to talk you. anyway, bro. Way too much has happened since the oh. last time. Remember when there was a time that you and I were just sitting down together in the same place at the same time watching Digstown? Dude. Digstown. So much has it's happened of, since. So one of my favorite one of my favorite ever. Well, we also sat we also sat in a car across from Starbucks in Glendale doing this very thing for like three hours. Yo, right. <laughs> that was like the like last time, I think. I think that was the last time I saw That was the last time. Too much time has elapsed. We can't let this happen again. Way too much. But uh, but anyway, but those, thank, you, thank you, thank you so much. I, I I consider it an honor that um, on the day that these other cops got charged, that uh, that you chopped it up with me. 
and and talk with me. I I, I consider it a great honor. Hey, so, brother, you're a gentleman and a saint, man. A gentleman and a scholar, man. I just I love you to pieces, bro. You know that, and I'm just happy that you stopped by, man. Was shooting the shit with me today, man. There'll be plenty more. So and let's and let's get the NBA back. I'm dying. Yo, so like, we got the UFC so far, which yeah. I was hyper excited about. I'm sure. And uh, let, yeah, let's get this NBA back, bro. And if you got yeah. 2K, no, I don't. I don't. I, I, let's just bring Come the NBA on. back. You already, you already bagged on me for uh, being 57 years <laughs> old and not knowing I'm technology. Sure. I'm sure there's. I don't, I don't have 2K. <laughs> anyway, cool. I'll I'll talk to you soon. I love you, man. My brother, love you too, man. Take care. You too. Bye. Well, all right.